And welcome back to another episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast with your host, Brother X, and your girl, the culture scientist. You're looking like you from an extra from In Living Single. Thank you. I just had to let you know that, baby. You was looking good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love this thing. I, I do, too. It accentuates certain things. But we're not talking about that right now. Oh, that's nasty. And here on the Truth and Transparency Podcast, we talk openly, honestly, about everything in between while people can't get right in 2022. Um, before we go any further, um, coach and scientists, I, I I need you to have you you've had you have fears before. It's like you have like like those dreams where like some crazy things happen, right? Yes, I try not to. But um, have you ever envisioned like in one of those like bad dreams where you are trapped in an elevator and water starts to come in? I mean, I've been trapped in an elevator. Mm-hmm. Would you like I would to... be terrified if water ever came in. So you you know how some people just don't know how to just like play life on easy mode and just want to do things the hard way in the stupid way? Absolutely. Apparently, these two, I guess, content creators or some people decided to get on an elevator during a flash flood. Dumbass! And it started to cause the elevator to start to fill up almost to like their chin, I want to say. So they tried to open the door too? No, I don't even know if they tried to open the door. No, they were just in it. And it just started to flood water into the elevator. I'm gonna need them to get a life. Yeah, no, that it, it it's just like you you why why Contact are you doing creator this? people? Why? Like why are you even put like why are you recording this? Like there's 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 a time and a place and I don't know if there's ever a time to try to get trapped on the elevator though. I'm just saying for content. Okay, that's her. Her content. Because I still remember doing... It's clearly not this place. Right. Or this time. Right. You dumb. So, I was thinking about that, but one other fear I have is that if I do get stuck in the elevator and one of the lights goes out, you know what I I, I think I would need to get? Mr. Smith, do you have the picture? Listen, as you don't understand, what what I'm about to show the culture scientist is probably one of the most hilarious things. I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine I've had some food, right? And what else would I would see? Of course, I would come out with my Chipotle cup candle that is lemonade scented. Who is Chipotle founded by? I don't know. Was it a white man? I, I would not be surprised. Let's look up Chipotle. <laughs> Let's look it up, dude. Now, now, mind you, listeners, we'll probably post this on our post for the episode, but dog, what what would possess you to use your cup? You know what? To have a lemonade scented candle, like the 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 smell probably smell good, kind of sort of. I don't know. I haven't had their food or the lemonade in quite some time. But um, but why? You know what? I feel also maybe it was just a somebody had this idea and they said, "I bet you somebody won't buy it." I mean, it's the same people that bought the box water for um. Or uh, Jaden Smith, it, it was, wasn't it? The box water makes more sense than this. I never said that it didn't. It's just, it's just odd. It's very odd. It does. And white people, if you feel offended, listen. I'm just saying that this seems more like what some either really uppity white person would buy, or some real uppity black person would buy. Does the sound culture to to sing culture? To be what's that? What's the term? Um. Not or it's, it's not urban. Uh, I do not know. Hipster. Oh yes, 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 yes. 
That's fair. Let's see. Hold on. I found it. Okay. Who was the founder? It was founded by Steve Elf on July 13th, 1993. 93? Um, Chipotle had all 16 restaurants in Colorado when McDonald's corporations became invest a major investor in 1998. So it's also owned by McDonald's. Interesting to know. Um, in um in May 2018, Chipotle announced the relocation of their corporate headquarters to Newport Beach, California, Southern California. Wow, that is wow. One, it don't sound like it was created by uh, a Hispanic person. Two, you're on about McDonald's, and you know how I feel about McDonald's in Germany. So that's just crazy. But now that we... He was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. What does Indianapolis know about Mexican food? We actually raised me in Why are you acting like you're reading the passes those are the guest, <laughs> guest preachers? I'm trying to get to, to what I want my answer. All right. While while the coach of sciences is looking at that, we're going to go ahead and move into um, our next part. And we introduce our man behind the scenes, the man with many nicknames, the man that got the cool rancheritos in his background right now. Mr. Smith himself, introduce yourself. Cool ranch, huh? You know what? I'm not mad at that. That, that that's that's pretty on brand for me. Um Anywho, it's your favorite, favorite, favorite fan, Mr. Smith, also known as the Sound by Poppy, also known as Mr. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And I want to thank all the listeners for the comments, the plays, the subscriptions. Keep feeding this and we'll keep feeding y'all. Um, a couple things. Uh, number one, for those of you that think that you're going to cop the Yeezy foam helmet, I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you. And then I'm going to snatch the helmet. And I'm gonna throw it in the trash because why? Just why? Doesn't make any sense. Um, you no, know, real quick with that, I'm sorry. I've been trying to figure out what it reminds me of for the long time. I alien. thought I thought it was alien. I thought it was a predator. You know what it is? Do you remember the old Beetlejuice movie <sighs> with with Tim Burton and when the parent was like the dead couple was trying to scare scare the new family? And oh boy, pulled his face out. I I I don't like you right now because I know exactly oh, what you're that, talking that about. Bothered me because I was like, where do I know this from? Like, I'm, I'm have to show the culture scientists, but continue. I, I'm weak. Uh, secondly, who said they get in this? I don't know, but whoever it is, no easy fanboys. Yeah, they they go they go put a thousand dollars on that easily. First off, I think these are some of the ugliest shoes. And them shoes that um Forever Twenty One and H and M be selling. First off, those prison shoes, okay? <laughs> prison shoes. You can go to prison and get them. And y'all paying twenty something dollars for them and more. That's my opinion, though. She's very passionate about this. It really bugs me, especially when I be seeing white children wearing them, and it just feels it just makes me feel bothered by all the people that are in jail. That's just what my my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, like prison shoes. <laughs> secondly, um, I need people to stop being so damn horny. Um, why, <laughs> why, 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 why are we making a light, a, uh, uh, a lamp that looks like a pink dildo Somebody with foreskin? Like 
<laughs> what? Do you, do you want to repeat that, Coach of Sciences? I said somebody's going to fuck that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to light up their day, too. All of Before them. Before little teenager is going to want get this. And it's going to be like, oh, that's the perfect? Oh, okay. Well, since we're already here, do you think they have, have one that comes with a black sock with a vein on it? <clears throat> corner. Go, go, to, go to the corner. Go to the fucking Kelsey. corner. Word uh, <laughs> to Kelsey. That was in your heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the thing that kills me about this is to turn it on, you pull the foreskin back. Like, that's how you turn it on. And to turn it off, you pull the foreskin back on top of it. Like, what? what how? Why? 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 Who? Huh? Huh? What? No. This. This is not cool. This is not cool at all. What? How? What? No. Absolutely not. Um. Thirdly, white people, I need y'all to stop trying to annex every freaking thing. There's this new trend on TikTok where it's talking about body slugging, where it's like, oh, you put the moisture in the Vaseline to lock in the moisture in your skin. Black, uh, uh, white people, black people have been doing that for, for, for centuries, okay? It's called, we don't want to be ashy, so we put lotion on. Y'all don't, and you also don't wash the bottom of your feet or your legs, so that says everything needs to be said about that. You don't use separate washcloths either. What are they calling this? Body slugging. They, yes. Moisturizing? Yes. Anything anything else? No. No. Yeah, yes. No, no, no. Like, go ahead. Lathering? Yes, yes, yes. You're getting there. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. 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 Listeners, I wish you could built cream. Like Uh-huh. 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 Alright, we're just gonna move on. Listeners, I wish you could have saw the culture scientist. Like I, I, I would if 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 we whenever we get video uh, put on the page, I'm gonna put Jeopardy music because that was like a whole final Jeopardy segment right there. Just so it, sometimes it just it fascinates me how much we can remake. And I say we because we all have a tendency to do it, and I just like to blame white people um, for most of it. Yeah. Uh, because th- because it feels like you're again taking our culture. Dog, it, it's one of those things that shout out to the Comedy Trap House podcast. They talked about it. The amount of trauma that the black community has gone through about moisturizing themselves for that little crease in between your 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 pointer finger and your thumb, that mm-hmm. crevice, and not be mm-hmm. able to get that <laughs> get that ash off. Mm-mm. Trauma, because you knew you was gonna get roasted. Y'all out here talking about body slugging. And God forbid. Oh God! I about to say, God forbid you wash your hands. You know you about to get right back in the pool, so you not thinking about putting no putting no lotion on to get the ash away because you have to comfort your with your family. But nah, your family don't let you live. No, keep your ass alive. So they be like, "Ooh, honey, you ashy." No, 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 I'm not asking. No, 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 it's the it's, it's the glory. No, 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 no. Family, I'm about to get back in the water. <laughs> you sound like you're speaking for personal experience. Do we need to talk to, to, to mama scientists about this? 
Yeah, I have a, a memory in mind, and it's just, I remember it was in a park. Where, where pool was that? A, never mind. It wasn't in a pool. We were playing outside. It was in a park, and we had a play pool. Oh, okay. You know a baby scientist? <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and lastly, we talked about it last week with the uh, Trump getting raided by the FBI because they're thinking that he had classified documents. And some people were thinking, oh, okay, it's probably just a false or whatever. It's, you know, preemptive or, oh, it's not true or whatever. Listeners, they came away with 11 boxes of classified documents. 11. And some of them were marked as top secret and only to be available in special government aid facilities. You know, fucked up, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, you done fucked up, right? <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I'm taking my podcast hat off. I'm putting my my, my Fed hat on. Speaking from mm-hmm. experience, them documents are supposed to be locked away and never to leave said facility. The fact that he had eleven of them. I don't know how the hell this nigga is still out out of jail. Like, how is this man not arrested? But I do know, and I know he's gonna get off somehow, some way. Someone's gonna take the someone's gonna take the blame for it because white privilege. But dog, eleven boxes of class. Oh my god, that breach is ridiculous. But that's all for uh, for the intro. I believe you have a good transition into. You know, if he's getting off, unlike other people who are being punished for smaller fucking crimes for, you know, we're going to talk about that in your next segment? Uh, we, we, we might be able to get into that. Um, but first, before we go into that next segment, we're actually going to talk about your streaming, right? With the culture scientist streaming. We're not doing, we're not doing Mr. Smith's first seller first. Oh, he, he, he seemed like, well, someone asked about a transition. That, that's why I thought, so you, no, I thought I we were saying, on the same page because you wanted to skip it. Is what no, you're talking what about. I was saying was. So you're saying Mr. Smith is not allowed to have a segment, but you're allowed no, to have a segment. No, I was trying to help him transition his segment. Oh, so you said. We so, were talking about how he was going to get off, how this big white rich man uh-huh. is going to get off and, have, and having 11 boxes of classified government details in his house. And he should be in a Russian jail. Ah, I see what you did there. All right, Mrs. Smith, play the copyrighted <laughs> music. So yeah, based on what culture scientist said, she's right. Like this nigga still is out for eleven boxes of classified documents. Yet Brittany Griner is still in jail for 0.7 of a gram of hash oil. I'm gonna keep saying that because that is minute. That's like not even. It's I don't even get real weed. Yeah, it's it's. Mm. Okay, so a lot to get to this week because apparently all the sports, all the sports uh, in the past week was like, here's all the information, take it. Um, so I'm gonna start off on baseball, and uh, one of the biggest baseball draws, Fernando Bat- uh, Tatis, was served an A-game suspension, which means that he cannot play for the rest of this year, and I believe it's the beginning of next year. Um, which is crazy because if you remember listeners, I think from like a couple weeks ago, 
the San Diego Padres were the same team that made a trade for Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, and Brandon Drury in order to make a push for a World Series championship in October. And now one of their best, biggest draws is going to be suspended for, um, and I want to make sure I get the actual, uh, the actual substance. Because there's two of them, and they both start with a C, and they're pretty close to each other. Um, it's basically that he was found to have clobestinol, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, or clostebol. And he basically said that he took a medication for ringworms, and that had it in there. But then everybody was quick to be like, yeah, the ringworm medication does not have that. It had another C-word medication. Uh, you bullshitting. And you're lying. And granted, I mean, he's 23 years old. He's still, from what people are saying, very immature, which sucks because just last year, he signed a 14-year, $340 million contract. Goddamn. Yes, just, oh, goodness gracious. So it's like, you know, like, or 300, yeah, $340 million contract. So it's like, God, like, bro, like, it's like OJ, you got off. Don't just sit down, please. Um, so hopefully the Padres it will not affect them and they'll be able to make a World Series push, but I guess we'll see. Moving on into the NFL news, uh preseason kicked off last week. Uh my Ravens beat the brakes off the Titans, so I felt really good about that. Um, even though it's preseason, so it really doesn't count, but you know what how that is. Um Deshaun Watson actually played uh in his preseason opener with the Browns. And before then, he had uh, had an interview, I can't remember who it was with, where he ended up formally apologizing to all of the ladies that he, uh, or he offended or assaulted, something like that. But the apology was so half-assed. It's like, it's kind of late for that, bro. Like, uh, you, yeah, like you, know. you, you could have you kept it and been the villain that you are. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're going to go for it, like... Number one, you're set. Like, no matter what, you got $230 million guaranteed. So you're good. But, I it, I mean, granted, he, you know how that is. He's going to try to save face and do what he can. And, you know, right now they're working on a settlement to figure out um, how long he's going to be suspended, whether it's going to be 10 games, whether it's going to be 12 games, um, or it could be a year. I guess we'll see when the arbitrator comes back. Hopefully this uh as we're as of the week we're recording, if not, then it should be early. Um or by the time you guys hearing this, that week it should be uh coming out then. Moving on to the NBA, um Bill Russell, who is the most decorated champion player-wise in the history mm-hmm. of the game. When people always talk about the GOAT and they always bring up Michael Jordan, they say, you know, LeBron's not the GOAT because Michael Jordan got six rings and people are just like, but Bill Russell got 11 in 13 seasons. Like, (laughs) you can't kind of beat that. Um, He passed away. Uh, He was like 82, 83, something like that. He was was up there in age. He was definitely up there. Yeah. Um, So what came out was that they decided to retire his number six, his number across all teams, which is never done. Um, But that's how big of an impact he had on the game. Um, So no one else moving forward outside of those that have the number six right now 
are allowed to wear number six afterwards. Uh, which makes it funny because that brings up my next topic, which is LeBron James. Because honestly, that's the first thing I thought of was how, my man. Hey. How, I'm like, how how's he, you know, so he has number six and he could go back to number 23, but you know what's happened. Um, LeBron, he uh agreed as of the time of this recording, like the day that we're recording, this is when this happened. This was hot off the press, like I don't know, maybe a couple hours ago. Uh, he agreed to a two-year $97.1 million extension uh, with the Lakers to keep going until the 2024-2025 uh, season where he has a player option to either opt in to keep going or he could opt out and be a free agent. So he now has the most guaranteed earned money in the NBA in league history. He knocks off Kevin Durant, and basically he's setting himself up to uh, kind of come out one, at the same time that Anthony Davis comes out uh, with in free agency, and two, when Bronny, his son, is able to enter the NBA draft, which is actually freaking genius. Um, plus, he now has the highest payroll on the team, which makes sense because he was the most effective player on the team last year. Um, speaking of Bronny. Great question. Mm-hmm. I just need to know, you think he's going back to Cleveland? I don't think so. I, okay. I mean, I can never rule it out completely, but – I'm saying 80-20, I don't see it happening. Okay. Yeah, uh, the only way he would go back to Cleveland is if Cleveland just so happens to draft Bronny. And then he's just like, he wants to play with son that bad, where he's like, all right, I'll take a veteran's minimum. Well, actually, he don't even got to take a veteran's minimum to go to Cleveland. Cleveland will pay him. But, yeah, uh, basically, whoever drafts Absolutely. Even I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, spe- speaking of Bronny, uh, Bronny is in, I believe, Europe right now. Um, he is playing. It's crazy to think about. I know. He is a senior going into um, going into senior year at Sierra Canyon, and he's in a Euro League right now with his uh, younger brother Bryce, playing pretty much kind of like an AAU style like tournament. Um, and he had a game where he, I ain't gonna lie, he dunked. On homeboy, like came down, mm-hmm. came down with the left switch to the right hand, uh, banged on him, stopped, and he just backpedaled. I was like, okay, you know, that's pretty good for a 6'2 person. You know, it's a good dunk. Uh, insert Skip Bayless, aka the biggest LeBron hater I have ever seen in my entire life. Skip Bayless says, and it tweeted afterwards, hey, Bronny, impressive, but your dad would have dunked it left handed. You sure got away with it, though. Stop it. Get some help. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but Skip, I think everyone is agreement that's the way they say it. Skip! Skip! Yeah. <laughs> she was saying it sharply. Yes. Like, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Um, Bronny's 17, and he's still underage. I understand that you have a very big disdain for LeBron, but they ain't got nothing to do with Ronnie. And furthermore, do you really want to see Savannah? Do you really want her to throw hands on you? Because Savannah isn't something that will pull up on you. I don't want to see LeBron's wife and she might murk Skip. Well, the thing is, you know, this man want to be so relevant and ha- he wants to touch the hem of LeBron's jersey so badly that he's going to find any reason to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I don't know what LeBron did to him in a few, in a past life, but like I have not. I, I always wonder when Skip retires or when, when LeBron retire finally retires, what is Skip going to talk about? Like honestly, seventy five percent of his talk is LeBron hating, and then it's either Dick Ryan, Tom Brady, or something else. That's it. You know what he's probably going to do? He's going to probably try to retire at the same time LeBron does, so that he can quote unquote make himself tied to LeBron forever. Dog, I, you know what? We ain't gonna go there. And then lastly, the Kevin Durant saga picked up where Kevin Durant basically told the Nets owner, "It's either me or the coach. Pick one." I, I ain't never heard that in my life. I ain't never heard somebody say either picking me or the coach, especially somebody that's locked Wasn't into it the GM too. Ah, uh, no, I think. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He told him it's either me or the coach in the GM. And which, in my mind, I'm like, I'm picking the coach in the GM. I can't get rid of both of them. You, you, okay, the coach, that's fine. I'll, I'll give you that one. The GM? Nigga, the GM gave you everything that you wanted. He gave you Kyrie. He gave you James Harden. He gave you Ben Simmons. He let you rest the whole year on your Achilles. Like, what? So I guess we'll see what happens with this, but, um, Kevin Durant really doesn't have a lot of leverage, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes on. But um, outside of that, that is all for Mr. Smith's Sports Center. All right, go ahead and play us out with the other music. All right, now, if she's ready and prepared and ready to talk about what she has, Let's go into our next segment of Culture Scientist Streaming. So, lately, you know, certain shows will have, certain streaming sites will have um, shows for you to watch or for you to test try or different uh, channels and things. Mm -hmm. So on Prime, on Amazon Prime, until the 31st, there's a show called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. What? And um wait, so we're this, just not gonna talk about it? I want to tell you what the premise is. Dang. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, carry on. My bad. Um, and though it's on AMC on uh, normally. And basically, this is an American dark comedy television series created by Valerie Armstrong, who also serves as an executive producer. The first two episodes were made they're uh, available on AMC Plus and things like that. You can watch it. So as I walk, um, the plot of this is set in Ma- uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. And the show explores the life of Allison McRoberts. And the main character, Allison McRoberts, is the sister on Ships Creek. Okay. So if you guys like Ships Creek, give this show a try because she's, it's like similar to this, similar to that, but she's now all rich in me- mentality. Okay. So it's kind of interesting that way. Um, and she is a woman struggling to redefine her life amid an unhappy marriage to her husband, Kevin, an insensitive, ambiguous man-child. Oh, my God, is he a man-child? You will feel that way when you, if you ever watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> the show presents contrasting perspectives of her experience. A stereotypical sitcom wife, when Allison is with her husband, Kevin, shown in a multi-camera setup and canned laughter and a woman navigating a difficult personal path film in a single camera setup uh, more common in television dramas. So like, 
I didn't read about this before I watched it. So as I was watching it, I thought someone was on my phone because it went from super bright and bubbly and like, ha ha he like comedy, right. what you expect in a comedy show, to super drama. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. But you have to give it it. And you're like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're showing it from two different perspectives. So it was really cool that I can tie it together. And essentially, the plot is she's trying to kill her husband. Um, wow. Yeah, that's the major plot of it. Oh, wow. Um, You feel for her, but you also can't stand her. You will dislike her husband mm-hmm. um, with, with great power. And you would like, just leave him, just leave him, just leave him. But I think it's a great show to try. Um, if you like some dark comedy, that will also make you think a little bit. All right. Um, just my little sign up. So you got um, Brother X streaming part two over here. Um, if you have the opportunity, if you're into um, sci-fi slash kind of somewhat horror type movies, a new movie just dropped on Hulu um, called Prey. And for those who don't know, it actually is a um, a semi-prequel to the Predator movies set in um, Native American times. I, I don't want I don't know the exact terms off the top of my head, so I don't want to misspeak on it. But it was a very high quality movie. You can stream it there if you have Hulu or hit up your local uh, Fire Stick. But um, yeah, definitely check that out. It's, it's a phenomenal movie. It's called Prey. It's about an hour and 34, 30 to 40 minutes. Mr. Smith, you had something? Yeah, I just I just forgot one last thing for the Sports Center, even though the music's already played, so it should just be after. Um, your boy, your 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 your, your uh Negro brother, Draymond Green, got married recently. Yes, and yes, um, you know. When you look at lavish weddings, you think of open bar, you think of, you know, nice chandeliers. Uh, not Draymond. Draymond decided he's going to have all of that, but he also is going to have a blunt rolling station with cigars that are already rolled and ready. And I'm not going to lie. I don't, listeners, I don't smoke, but that's impressive. I ain't never... That is a one in a once in a blue moon thing that you will ever see is... How did you feel pulling up to wedding and being like, excuse me, sir, we have OG Kush, we have SFV, you know, the powerful stuff, we have mid over here. If you want to roll, we have the professional roller. It's already a la carte free of charge. Like, how would you feel going to a wedding and like, oh, okay, I can smoke. Oh, oh okay, cool. I, I My question is, you think Smoke and, and Draymond and LeBron all smoke at that wedding? I'm sure Draymond did. I don't know. I, I wouldn't I put it. Like I, Steph might, I well, feel like Steph might smoke. No, no, no. It's already been proven. Because remember, um, Aisha asked, what could you go, what could you go without? She said sex, weed, or something like that. And he said the other thing. We were like, so he smokes. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You know how I know? Because the way that he talked about um gas station food uh candy. Like he is a he's a candy fiend. Like some of his shoes are even themed after it. He loves gas station candy, like a fiend. Like he'll buy up the whole gas station candy section. Oh yeah, he got the munchies like a mug. Oh, you know, and he out in Cali, in oh, San yeah. Fran. Oh yeah, you know he oh, blowing yeah. that down, and other things. <laughs> All right, so we're actually going to move into our next segment, which is now called. Now, mind you, in this segment, we actually talk about things that you find in the Black vernacular that are very interesting or are very key or vital to a story. So today, we're actually going to start off with, um, boy, we're going to start off with a doozy in a very 
you don't know the ramifications of your actions until you really step out there. Stories. Mr. Smith, you got this one? I do. So, listeners, uh, this was in Georgia, which, not surprised. Uh, a man by the name of Antoine Sims, uh, he, you know, he got, he got hungry, decided to go to uh, a McDonald's in Kennesaw and got into a verbal argument with the franchise owner because apparently his fries were lukewarm. They were not hot. So they get into an argument. And uh, he decides to call the police because his fries is not the way he wants it. The owner told tells him to get out and never come back and also calls the police. The police pull up, talk to each person, and then all they did was try to uh, write up a, um, I guess, a not a, not a report or whatever, but they basically were just saying, like, okay, just sign this saying that she'll never come back here again. And listeners, I just want you to hear how this all played out. All right, Mr. Sims, come over here. I'm going to have you sign this. I'm not under arrest or anything, am I? No, sir. Just come over here. I'm going to have you sign this real quick. I said I'm not under arrest or anything. No, no, you're not. Yeah, just come over here. I'm going to have you sign this real quick. You have to sign it saying that you're not going to come back to the property. So you'll... Fill this part out. Can I see it, sir? Yeah. Will you come over here, man? No, I'm I'm afraid of y'all, sir. Why are you afraid? Three years, sir. I'm afraid. Of All right, you, I'm I'm gonna walk you I'm, through. I'm, Why are you I'm doing afraid. that? I know how to fill it out. Why are you doing that? I know how to fill. Am I All right? Yeah. No, let's make it here. Car, 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 car. Six two Kennesaw, call Cobb. Got him! Contact! Contact! Backside! Backside! Taser deployed! Taser deployed! Put your hands out! Put your hands out! Hands out! Do not move! Do not move! Give me contact! So, listeners, that was a lot. <laughs> and whenever you get a chance to just watch the video, basically, they tried to give him, you know, the little document to sign basically that he won't come back. And he, he's, you know, you could tell that something's off. He's a little apprehensive. And, uh, you know, they keep saying, like, dude, what's wrong with you? And he's like, no, nah, I'm afraid of y'all. I'm afraid of y'all. I just did three years, right? So the officer is like, you know, he's like, I'm under arrest. He's like, no, you're not under arrest. All of a sudden, black man just takes off. They end up chasing him to a residential area where the officer then deploys his taser. And that's where you heard the screaming or, yeah, the screaming of Mr. Antoine Sims. When they looked at his report, it turns out that he was a warrant out for his arrest. And the reason why was because he missed a court date for um, murder. Yes, listeners. This man called police even though he had a warrant out for his arrest for murder. He was charged in the death of Adelisa Murta Tovic. Uh, and basically what had happened was the woman went with two men to an apartment to buy drugs from the, from the guy that we just heard. Uh, gunfire broke out and the woman was shot, you know, with a straight bullet and killed. Well, she was, yeah, she was killed. And Sims ended up taking the car that she was in somewhere else 
and torching it to burn evidence. Bruh. Uh, going forward with this arrest here, they then searched his fiance's car that he was in and found 31 grams of marijuana. Dumbass! And so I just have to ask, nigga, are you that stupid? <laughs> you have a warrant out for your arrest. You have marijuana in the car and you decide to call the police. If I may quote Cat Williams, you got away with murder. Nigga, you ain't even supposed to jaywalk. You ain't supposed to call nobody. If they ain't got your food, guess what? You take that shit and you go. Right. Yeah. Dog, like, you... Like, there's so many things. Like, one, why are you eating at McDonald's in the first place? That's that's the first one. Let's get that out the way. <laughs> Secondly, you called the police. Like, sir, you are black. How many ways do you think this is going to end? Why did you burn saying that you were... All you gotta do is sign a piece of paper. Well, honestly, I think that was just a setup for them. I mean, I agree. But, like, you was gonna get caught regardless. You made it worse for myself. Duh. And I will never... Duh. And you got... And it's on video. Like, we always talk about the cam footage on, like, police officers and all that. Duh. You ain't gonna be able to have no... You can't go into jail being tough. Like, you did a three-year bid. Dog, anytime you talk tough, they're just going to play the recording of you screaming like a banshee. <laughs> oh! Oh! Yeah. No, 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 speak your mind, Coach Scientist. Go, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. You, know, you know the one, you know the big man. I'm going to make you not be it. I'm going to make you say, I'm make you scream like that every Damn time. Damn it. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, as I'm oh, here yeah, the moment, like, oh, 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 you a screamer, huh? We're going to find it. out. Oh, I like your scream. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, they're going to hear you down, down D-block. No, it's... it's uh, Y'all remember that Boondocks episode where Tom thinks that he... Well, dreams that he's going to prison, and there's that big yes. nigga behind him that's like, you dropped your soap, nigga. I'm done. No, you're not. You're still dirty behind your ears. Look at me. I'm nice and clean. <laughs> now pick up the soap. He pick you up. You're going to hear that moaning real early on that. Uh, like, like I get it like the first time, and I get it because I understand he was getting tased, and, and I, I I've never been tased before. I, mean, I, I don't, don't, I don't wish that on nobody. But God, dog, all that over some cold McDonald's fries. Not yeah. worth it, man. It's definitely not worth it. Not, not even. No, I was gonna make an in and out joke, but I stopped myself. Sensational. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> They got to be good to be worth getting in the first place. All right, so we're going to move on to the next story, which is, um, listeners, you know I'm a PK, and many things that I've observed in my time being a PK is that you you listen to when the preacher is talking, and they have, like, different things that they talk about, and they address the the, the, the congregation sometimes. We, we've heard it from um, Pastor White. He talks about different things. To, he connects with the community. Yeah. So... Coach of scientists, I want you to know what would your reaction be if you're in the in the congregation and you hear your pastor say this? No, you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. Come on. I ain't worth your Prada. Come on. I'm not worth your Gucci. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh. 
Mother, oh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon it's not with respect of want. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Man, what the fuck is you what talking about? What the fuck was that? I'm sorry, man. I wasn't thinking about it. No, I did it. I, I should have said Mike Bird King. So. Yes. The goal of his message, uh -huh. I understand. Yes. His technique is trash. Very much so. Big um, trash. It plays on to why many people do not like to go to church. That's fair. And yeah. Now, listeners, I need for you to understand, I've listened to many sermons in my lifetime, more than I've, I've ever counted. Shout out to Pastor Pete. Love you. Always. Um, but there have been some times where you just you do just be sitting in a congregation and then your ears perk up like you paying attention, yeah. but 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 the but you 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 in deep prayer, so your your hand it, your face is in your hands, trying to trying to get get right with the Lord, and you just hear that, and you're like, who who are you talking about? Because that sounds personal, and then he just kept going, and then he brought up the thing about the watch. He was like, sir, why? Like I get that you're talking about from a personal, but sir, what what they got to do with you? Like, like, what, like, we're here for the, like, what, where is your sermon going? Like, how do we get here? Like, sir, you want a Movado watch. Now, listeners, I don't know what a Movado watch looks like. I'm not a big watch person. Um, Taz creates this, but um, maybe I'll have to ask him one day. But, dog, for you to be that specific, say, yeah, you could have gotten it from Sam's Club. Dog, what, what, what are we doing? Are we at, 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 at a, at a um, begging me or do we, are we trying to have a sermon? What are we doing? Come on now. Mr. Smith, you have any thoughts? I'm more perturbed by the fact that it said, you're St. John Knit, y'all can't afford that. And if you listen closely, you'll hear, when listeners rewind back to the video clip, you'll hear somebody in the back say, that was uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody felt that. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, like, again, we understand that tithes and offering is is. In our in our in well, in the religion, depending on the religion that you practice, listeners, because not everyone has the same religion, but in the Christian religion, tithes and offerings are supposed to be ten percent, and they're supposed to go as your way of giving back to the Lord. And then, in, in in reality, is giving kind of to the pastor and the congregation. But we're not we're I'm not gonna go through. If, you, if people really want to have that conversation, I can break it down for them one day. But yeah, that's again story for another time another day yeah so but again it's the fact that you're calling your entire congregation broke several times in several different ways for me like i you're supposed to be able to preach the word of the lord and uplift you you go to you go to the service to uplift the people how are you uplifting the people by saying that you're not worth that you as a pastor, you're saying that they think you're not worth their Red Lobster money, their McDonald's money. And then you say they're St. John, and then you say, well, you can't afford it anyway. Like, if I am a patron of that congregation, I'm looking for another church. I'm like, no, nah, you're not about to talk to me like this. When I'm coming here to hear the word of you, and, and don't get me wrong, listeners, I go to church, I give my offerings, I give my tithes, I, you know, I give to the Lord. But some people may not have it. These are tough times. 
you know, and, and some people have it, some people don't. And you just have to, one of the biggest seven deadly sins is greed. And that's kind of what this sounds like. And it, you know, not to say that he is going to be greedy, but the, like you said, the, the way that he presented this message, this ain't it fam. This, this definitely ain't it. Uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like, dog, you could have handled things so much differently. You could have gone about the same way. Like, you can't just handle personal matters in a public forum and not wonder what type of response you're going to get. And the last thing I want to point out is, like, I get that the deacon and deaconess and they're in support of the pastor, they're in a position to help aid the pastor in what he's doing. But some of them were responding like they were they were that family on Family Feud. They had that family member that said that dumb answer, but they were like, good answer, good answer. It's like, no, no, no. Somebody needs to pull pastor aside and say, hey, this might not be it. Like, come on now. And other news of this may not be it. Mr. Smith, take it away. <laughs> so we love all of our HBCUs. Except yeah, it, we do, we do, we do. Except nah, I'm a, Howard's the little Howard's the 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 little brother the, sibling. Howard you know. is the little little HBCU that could. Yeah, even though if I may quote our president Barack Obama, the last time Howard beat us, the Fujis were still together. But we're not gonna talk about that. Um, mm. so we go down to Florida, you know, uh, our our favorite state that has no rules and you know all of that. And basically, there was a graduate, um, by the name. Of Tarika Williams, or Tara, sorry, Tarika Williams. And basically, you know, she had a senior uh, photo shoot. You know, you're graduating, you have graduation pics. And, you know, usually you do very well, but she decided to take it a step further. And she decided to pose nude in front of the Rattler mascot's golden statue with nothing but red bottoms on, and apparently some snakes that were some, I guess I'm going to assume, plastic snakes that were attached to her scalp. Nigga! And I have so many questions. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, number one, how the hell did you pull this off with campus security? Because usually, at least back, it's me, me, and, me and Brother S can speak for our HBCU, nigga ain't nothing getting past Bullet at <laughs> all. Except, oh. except, a, except a, a a big breakfast with hotcakes. That's about the only thing that can help oh. you. <laughs> no, that man is for knots. Have him work security. Trump would have never left office with all them packages. Facts. <laughs> um. So you know, it's it's questionable because she posted this on her social media, and her statement said, "Anyone who knows me knows that I've been dressing provocative my whole life." Um, she said, there's a lot of assumptions that have came with me, except in my body. A lot of people question my capabilities and intelligence solely based on how I choose to dress. As I'm standing here with my master's degree at the tender age of 24, I am living proof that clothes not define you. I encourage everybody to embrace their bodies and step outside social norms. And from there, you know, it was people on both sides, the younger crowd saying, go ahead, do you queen stand up for what's right. And everybody else is like, this ain't it chief. So, you know, family was like, okay, uh, we might have to have like a disciplinary meeting, might have to hold your degree or figure out something, you know, like I, I we got to figure this out. 
And so she decided to post on her IG story. And she said, um, if I'm going down, three professors are going down with me. Now, if I hear that, the first thing I think to myself is, either you got them in blackmail, them doing something strange for some change, or some drugs, or whatever. She, I mean, obviously she deleted the the um, Instagram story, but of course, once it's on the internet, people, we've said it multiple times before, it's there forever. And, you know, she ended up getting her degree and FAMU shortly thereafter added surveillance cameras and signs saying that surveillance watch is going to be on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They said it had nothing to do with the uh, woman who posted herself on Instagram with no clothes, but we all know that's BS because ain't no way them signs just pop up out of nowhere and it just so happens to happen after this whole social media blow up. But to the young lady, I want you to understand something. This is this is HBCU grad to HBCU grad talking here. Yes, your photo can be very powerful in ways that you think, but you're thinking of the here and now in the moment. If you are trying to get a job in corporate America, I'm letting you know now from someone who's been there, they look at that type of shit. And you may think, oh, well, they shouldn't judge a book. They shouldn't judge you based off the clothes. They should judge you by my intellect. But let's also remember these corporations and stuff have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years before you even on this earth, baby girl. And they're going to, and it's already a tight market as it is. So if I remember correctly, there was a, well, she's now an IG model, Eliza Jane, who was well known on the podcast No Jumper, where she said that she, um, Slept with, well, not slept, but blue. And had listened. relations. There we go. Had relations with seven Suns players in one night. And she was an accountant at the time, or she worked for an accounting firm. And, you know, shortly thereafter, you know, it was her family business. They was like, we can't have this press. And she ended up dropping out. She ended up leaving that job and being a full-on IG model, IG thought, uh, OnlyFans model. And I say IG thought because she has been linked to Future and several other different high profile, you know, uh, celebrities. But I say that to say, watch the body positivity at times. There's a place for it. I'm not saying you can't do it, but just understand what your intentions are long term before making this type of decision because you don't want this to but burn you years down the road. Message. Mm, that's right. Coach Sciences, you've been chomping at the bit. I'm all for body positivity. Correct. This takes me back to a story. Well, now this takes me back to something that happened within my sorority where they posed basically naked with, I mean, it was kind of, it was like her back, but with the letters basically mm-hmm. on full display. Right. Um, and there's a, there's a difference of full body positivity and just being naked. And first off, in my humble opinion, this picture is very ugly. It's not even an attractive picture. Um, I'm going to go there because it's not. There's a way she could have done this tastefully in front of this without being full bone, basically naked. Yeah. She could have gotten a skin tight, short, almost see-through outfit to accomplish the same goal or the same skin tone suit to where it gets... So it would give the illusion of being nude. 
There's there's ways for her to do this to still be happy about her body, still promote body positivity, and not put herself in a really bad disposition. And going to the other note about her posting, that's a tip for tap. You're I do not agree that they should hold her degree. Mm -hmm. But yes, some discipline should have occurred. Right. Because number one, you are posing in front of the university's mm -hmm. You're on their property. Yeah. You are disrespecting and illegally. First off, you're posing nude just because the picture was not posted. You are naked, public nudity. Yeah. In front of a statue of a public school. Like Girl, there's a lot more wrong with what you just did than promoting body positivity. Yeah. And that's my like that's the part that's bugging me. Like, yes, I'm proud of what you, what your goal was, but there's a lot, there's a lot of mm. like your whole ass is out, honey. How is this you could have done a thong at least? You could have done something. How is having your full ass out? promoting body positivity. Maybe your stomach, your thighs, something like that. But again, there's there's a here and a now. And this is for the school. You the school name is on it. They have every right. I don't agree that they should, but they have every right to hold her degree. So I think honestly and I think you guys touched on a lot of the points that I've both thought and creative actually. Mm -hmm. So honestly that's the name on there, Dontavious. But we're not talking about that either. But um, I think you you de you definitely have hit on a lot of key points. And I think ultimately it's just one of those things where it's like, as photographers, we both understand that shooting in a public space, you are at risk for any of these things. Because if a police officer or a security guard came up and arrested you for being... That was a cute picture. Like, being arrested them in this space... They would be legally in their rights to do so because you were in a public forum. It would even be worse if you were in a at a private institution. So to argue whether or not this is in right or in good taste, that's a whole conversation in and of itself when we talk about it. But ultimately, you can't be surprised with the reaction. If you're going to do something provocative, the whole point of being provocative is to get the people going. I have two more things to say. In reference to what you said about photography, right? As a photographer, girl, you should have been centered. The snake, the snake's head should have been around so you can actually see the snake's head. You blocking the snake's head and defeats the point of your your picture. But anyhow, you know your photographer should have told you that. Secondly, what, what what's her master's degree in? Uh, education. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> that was a lot. Her. We're gonna move on. So what is and what does she want to be? We uh it does go into detail in the story, but it's in matches in education. We were we've been having this discussion. Do you remember that teacher? Teacher Bay? Yeah, the one that that not purposely dressed provocatively, but you know, that's just how she dresses. Yes. She got drugged for that. Mm -hmm. In okay. Now it's it's one of those things that we could really delve into like a serious conversation on. Um, maybe we'll do it in a future episode, but it's just it's just made me really think, man. Like people people just be wilding on uh, HBCU campuses sometimes, mm -hmm. and it makes it really hard to defend in certain situations. 
One in particular, you remember, like, I don't know if you had it at, at Shaw, but at Hampton, we used to have, like, a block party, like, the first week where people would, like, come back on campus. The way that you gaze off into the distance, I feel like you have you have a story, but I want you to hold that. So I need to ask you, when you were on, 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 the, on, the, on, on Shaw's campus, and I know on Hampton, the same thing, when they had, like, everybody just saw all the grease on the campus for the first time, did you ever see the cues? I don't want to know the rest of the story because I'm afraid. All right, so Mr. Smith, we're going to go ahead and pull up the video. You don't need to be afraid. We're just going to go ahead and pull up the video. Um, apparently, freshmen out here like open mouth kissing cues on their first week on campus. Pull up the video. Like, um, Mrs. Smith, First off, though, um, where, where are we going this with this? This just, this just, this, not all of, not the kissing part, but the whole dancing part. Uh huh. This just takes me back to the, the, the garden, the, the Y days. Mm -hmm. We want to tell stories later. Uh, we, 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 we might be able to get into it, but I, I'm, I'm very interested. No, 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 I just know about me. Mrs. Smith, you, the, we'll be right back, music. <laughs> I didn't think it was me. I don't think, <laughs> remind me of the Y party. <laughs> but this is very I found it very interesting because it made me think and I think this will actually lead us straight into our um our topic in just a moment but um yeah no it's just one of the things I'm like dog there is so many things that you take into consideration your first week on campus like, not no not no still during a slight pandemic I don't care what dog, like, like 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 there is a whole monkey pox and COVID going on right now dog uh, people on the DL still just saying dog I just thought about this wouldn't it be ironic that a Q would end up with monkeypox when they dogs? Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind went there. I'm like, the irony. Like, okay, ladies, I get it. It's exciting. It's freshman year. You're surrounded by all of these frat boys, these football players. It's these upperclassmen. Upperclassmen, honey, boo-boo, they watching you like little house. They come down on you. Honey, it um, is um, they, they pick you up. School, they, down. They, they, pick, they come down and then pick you up. The school just started. Give it at least a month and then do it. Stop saying. We might have to get into that in, in, in another episode. What? Just, just talk about what, what, what fall semester at HBCU looks like. Who knows? All right. So, yeah, that's just thought that was very interesting. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on the subject in just a moment. But it's been a few weeks. I actually want to go into our Black Business Highlight. And listeners, for our Black Business Highlight this week, it is, give me one second, I just had it. Nope, oh, oh, hold on. It is um, young, uh, the You Grow Natural um, Apparel. They're actually a Black-owned company that actually provides both head wraps, um, hair ties, as well as different type of turbans for different occasions, both for clothing, for fashion, or even in my case, in the culture scientist case, where we actually had one of their water head wraps that actually helped us out when we went underwater on our, our recent vacation. It is phenomenally custom designed, different colors. They're very reasonably priced. You can always check them out. Um, their information is following. As it pulls up, 
that's supposed to be a bad I ass. use, while he pulls that up, I use it lately. I like getting bad a lot. And my problem is my hair gets wet in the back no matter what. And then it will stay wet for hours and I can't sleep. It's very annoying. However, the last couple times I've taken the bath, I've actually used it and my hair has stayed perfectly dry for the most part. It's been really, really wonderful. I love it. Yes. So thank you for that. So now um the owner sorry not the owner the founder of this um business is Monique Little. She is the owner and founder of YGN. There is no getting around it. She says that while we all care about our hair, how it looks, how it feels, how it expresses our personality and style. But life gets busy, right? And sometimes hair isn't at the top of our, our to-do list. That is why I created YGN wraps, headbands, and turbans. They're functional. We need something quick and comfortable. And they're beautiful because, obviously, functional and beautiful as was my goal when I started back in 2016. Back then, it was just me and a sewing machine in my mama's living room. Since then, we've grown into a thriving business with a with an 8,000 square foot production facility in East Dallas. Shout out to certain parts of Texas. Uh, turns out I am not the only one who wants an easy way to look put together. And they say that their goal is to aim to make your life more vibrant and effortlessly chic, starting from the top of your hair, from your top. Our mission, guys, everything we do here at YGN, and if it doesn't meet that standard, it's gone. So they just kind of go on, so you can, and they tell more information about it. But you can always check them out on Instagram at You Go Natural. Uh, let me give you the exact. Yeah, it's You Go Natural, all one word on Instagram. You also can find them on Facebook at You Go Natural Reps, and then you can also find them on Pinterest. So you can always contact me. Check them out. Their website is YouGoNatural.com. Again, that is You Go Natural Apparel. And thank you. Um, please just check them out, man. And thank you for the, the rap, man. And if you want to sponsor us, we are always taking donations. I got long locks and it protects my locks. Hey, man. It's a beautiful thing. So getting back to this whole um, first week on campus thing. You know, we, it's almost that time. We have college students moving back in on the campus. HBCUs are there. Wonderful time of the year. Sometimes, you would think. For most people. For most people. Sometimes you that your first week on campus is your first week off campus too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know, you know. Some people mm -hmm. you get to campus if you don't finish your financial aid, you'll be right back off. off. Like two weeks later. So, what I want to kind of talk about is like some of the first experience you might have at an HBCU, such as moving in. Like I know as an RA, and you were RA as well, coach of sciences, correct? I was. Moving move in weekend is. Shout but, out to my baby. It is a both beautiful and sometimes frustrating experience. Mr. Smith, you know, you know some of our pains. Mm -hmm. Just you know, trying to make sure you are financially clear before you mm -hmm. can get into your room, get on campus, waiting for your move-in time, trying to figure out what dorm you're living in, who was supposed to be your roommate, and finding out that person wasn't your roommate, or if you don't have a roommate at all, if you're lucky for some people. It's just, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I have so many vivid memories from when I moved in, when moving, staying in that hotel the weekend of, coming on the campus, trying to move all this stuff into HH, Too Smooth, Hartness Hall, you know what it is. Shout out. I mean, I mean, shout out to James Hall too, but we we, 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 we don't have to talk about that. And um, <laughs> RIP to um, Pierce Hall, you will mm -hmm. be remembered. 
So it was just one of those things where not only did we move stuff in, like our parents helped move some stuff. And I, I met up with some of my friends I met on Facebook because Facebook was still fairly, was it fairly new? Or? Nah, Facebook was popping first when we got it. Okay, that's fair. So met up with some of those people. We're just walking around campus. And by the time the room is set up, at least my side was, I just walk in there asking my mom, and my mama was good. Uh, mama X, you you was strong. You was good until she did the stereotypical. She got to the doorway when it's time for them to leave. Oh, the waterworks. I love you, though. Mm. I love you, mama. <laughs> but yeah, man, Um, do you have any like initial like moving weekend stories? Um, so I moved from Vegas all the way to North Carolina, and yes. my parents have been very, they were very wonderful. Um, I was anxious about moving. I didn't know I was anxious, but I was excited to go. Mm. But then all of a sudden, I guess I started slowly freaking out. I started panic attacks. Oh, wow. Before we moved. Um, my mom ordered, basically, I came back from camp, when, from camp and everything was ordered, basically, yeah. on... From Bed Bath and Beyond, they found <laughs> uh they found one in in uh Raleigh right. at the time, and she showed me what she ordered, and then she showed me what she picked out at the truck. She basically did everything I needed. It was right there, and then when we got there, they moved me in. Um, and I like I said, I was real nervous, and then like within forty eight hours, I met my now best friend Blair. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, uh, Yeah, I was like, Mama, who? Daddy, who? I was off the cot, like, you know. Oh, you, know, you you was gone. I was gone. I mean, I was still sad and anxious, mm-hmm. but, like, I was more, I got comfort. Mm-hmm. I, I became comfortable very okay. fast. And then, speaking of the party that you said, one of our, they don't, they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we had a, a president that liked to steal from us. Oh, God. Um, that, that 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 sounds unfortunate. It was, but, like, my freshman year was lit, though. Did he go to Howard at it as his undergrad? You know, maybe. Um, the funny part for us, as as a freshman, we had a lot of activities my freshman year. Mm-hmm. So we, I remember there was a party down on like there's a, there's like these stairs that you go down a little bit, uh-huh. and it's by where the mailbox is of Shaw. Now where the now bookstore is, and before it's where the bear den used to be and everything, and. I basically, that was a big party. And that was the first, like, welcome back party. Mm-hmm. And we always have parties on the yard. So that's mm-hmm. fun. My favorite pastime ever, for real, for real, mm-hmm. after freshman year for me, right. is to watch the the upperclassmen, mainly the football players and mm-hmm. the grown men, um, <laughs> watch or prey upon the newbies yes. and how they fawn all over. It's very entertaining to watch when you're, when you're hip to it, mm-hmm. it's very fun. It's like watching a nature documentary. It is, it is. Um, what else for me? We learned about shout out to Chavis Park. Ma'am. Chavis Park. Ma'am. Chavis Park has lots of reasons, okay? Ma'am. But if you know, you know. I didn't go to Chavis Park and I know about Chavis Park. That's why I said, if you know, you know. Uh, yeah. Those okay. Are, those are, those so, are some of the like the first couple of weeks. Those are things you learn about. You learn about Chicken Wednesday. You learn about Fish Friday. You learn. About- wait, wait, wait! Y'all have Fish Friday. Miss Smith, did we have Fish Friday? Mm-mm. We been we, be, we we was denied Fish Friday, but we got Fried Chicken Wednesday. We did. We got Fried Chicken Wednesday and Mac and Cheese Wednesday. Whew, that shit. I was say, you know what I need? I need both. Yeah. <laughs> both. That was the best part. Fresh yes. artists for other people. 
Oh man. But Mr. Smith, I know maybe you can help me this out. Like you you remember like what the first week was like at Hampton? Oh. <laughs> so right. it, it it was it was it was it was it was for me it was a fun time. Definitely my freshman year. Um you know, you move in, it's a lot of mixing parts, you know. Number one, they decided to set everybody up with a Bank of America account because there was an ATM for Bank of America, both in the student center and just outside the campus. Um, of course, you had to go through financial aid, you had to make sure you were cleared, you had to get your password and stuff from the IT from the uh library on the fifth floor, the IT department, so that you could get on the Wi-Fi, make sure your class was straight, you moved in. Um, you know, my parents kind of similar to y'all's was like, okay, you know, he's good. And and they were worried for a while because they were just like, you know, yeah, he's been on his own, but this is like for real. Oh, this is big. And then my parents were always, always told me that they told me this. They said, when you, when I left the dorm and I ended up meeting up with one of my friends to walk to the camp, they said the confidence that they saw as they saw me walk away, they were like, yeah, he's going to be fine. We're going home. He's got it. He's good. We're fine. <laughs> um, so uh, then came, you know, the block party, which was the first night. It's always, you know, you, you get in, you get settled in. I was fortunate enough that I had a room that was a double, but my roommate at the last minute decided to transfer to another school. So I had a double by myself. It was great. Freaking love it. Put the beds together and everything. Um, had a had a had a dorm meeting with Mr. Cullen. Shout out to Mr. Cullen. Uh, uh, we we go we gonna talk about him. One that, day. That's a, that's a whole bonus episode by itself. That is, that, that really is a whole bonus episode. <laughs> um, and then uh, afterwards, you know, we went to the block party, and this is this is my quick story on that one. Um, my freshman year, they had just told us we have curfew. Uh, it was we moved in on a. Friday. So it was like our curfew was at 1 a.m. Friday and Saturday and 11 p.m. Sunday to Thursday. And so it was a block party that Friday night. All the people was there, you know, dancing. It's two th- Now, keep in mind, listeners, it's 2005. So just bear with me on that. Uh, shut up. Uh, I need to be an <laughs> asshole. Um, and so, you know, like, it, damn. You said what? I was 2007. It's not that big of a difference. I know, but you know, he's got to be an ass. I know. Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, it's similar to the video listeners. The the Greeks come in and and the upperclassmen, the the football players that are already there, they start preying on people. Well, these two football players decide, or not two, I think it's four. Four football players who shall shall remain nameless, because I know exactly everybody, and I've not... Statue of limitations not out yet. Uh, decided to prey on these couple of uh, freshman girls. So these freshman girls was like, "Oh, just have somebody sign us in. We're gonna go with them." Like literally, you literally just got dropped off. Your parents are probably just hitting. We're gonna say Maryland. No, they're just hitting Fredericksburg. They're mm. just hitting Fredericksburg, and we're at the block party. Um, so they go off. And, and, you know, but then the ladies are like, oh, we can't sign you in. They got to sign you in, whatever. So the ladies go back to the dorm. They sign in. And then they try to break. They try to sneak out through the side door without realizing that that specific dorm, who I'm not going to say, had alarms. So they ran yeah. off, did, you know, did the do. We got it in with the football players in the harbors across the street from campus. Uh, and, oh, the harbors. Oh, the harbors. 
And, you know, uh, the door director, shout out to, again, would not say, because if I say the door director's name, you can figure out the door. She obviously wasn't taking no shit. She called a door meeting and said, who broke out? Who did what? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody wanted to fess up. About maybe two or three days later, she was like, y'all got till six o'clock to let me know what it is or everybody's on six o'clock curfew. <laughs> those football players who, I'm going to call it what it is, ran a train on those girls, recorded it. They were showing the video to people that were in our dorm. They decided, oh, shit, we could lose that whole dorm of potential hookups for this little train. I'm going to go ahead and um, give this video to the dorm director. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And get them in, and get the girls and make sure they know so that with all, all the rest of them don't get it. So those girls got... um. Mm-hmm. Got kicked out. They got, or, or as 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 Brother X would would know, and I know our our famous phrase in Hampton is they got out by five. Oh, that out by <laughs> five was something vicious. Man, that sucks, dog. So so to take a little bit to talk about my experience because I I think Mr. Smith had some of the same stuff as well. Part of our first week on campus was like freshman orientation. We had a bunch of meetings that we would go to both in Ogden Circle, not Ogden Circle, Ogden Hall. We would have to go to different places, learn about the campus, how to get our computers set up with internet and all those things. It, it was a great time. One of my best memories is, and I still have this picture somewhere on my Facebook of when we had the, it was, it's kind of like um, the night where you became a Hamptonian officially. Well, basically where it's like the girls had this white dress or right, like, yeah, this white outfit they had to wear and the guys had to wear suits because that was like part of our requirements to come on campus. So we had a whole ceremony where we go into Ogden Hall. We had speakers from all our president, all the leaders and all that. And they were just kind of, they talked to themselves about what it means to be the Hampton man and the Hampton woman. And after that, we all line up around Ogden Circle, which was like a big tradition for us. And we light candles and we sang the alma mater. Which was also something we had to learn when we had to go to university one-on-one. Now, after that happened, that was also the same night we had our block party. And mind you, for me personally, I hadn't been in a predominantly black space yet mm. for a party. Listen. When I tell you, listeners, it was an eye-opening experience. Um, let's just say I didn't become a man, but boy, oh, I realized the difference between a white party and the black party very quickly. Man. So there was as many things that I saw happening. I saw the Greeks strolling. Some all, somehow all the football players were, well, the football players were already on campus because they had the football season. But then you had upperclassmen who lived in the harbors and other places. And all of our freshman class, however many people they were, shout out to over, by over 14, you know what it is. Our tenure coming up, I should hopefully be there. But listeners, you understand, we're talking about thick. We're talking about deep. We're not talking about no, we're not talking about um, Freaknik level stuff, but um Somebody getting pinned against the wall. Somebody getting sat on top of. Um, people getting picked up. Just know, if it went down, it went down. To my knowledge, most of it, if not all of it, was consensual. Hopefully, prayerfully, you, you know, because consent is important. Mm-hmm. But it was just crazy. I remember that when I moved in, meet all these people. I remember one of the first things we did. We literally had to walk. We walked the campus just because we didn't have anything to do. We walked the campus so you knew where everything was. And then we walked, and Mrs. Smith, you know this bridge. We walked across the bridge to downtown Hampton. Oh, uh, 
That was fun until it wasn't. Because <laughs> you got to walk. <laughs> oh, funny that you mentioned that. So this leads me to my next part because I want to talk about this. Curfew stories. So I have many stories, both from being freshmen, but also being an RA. So this one particular time, I won't um, name names, but just know that I have become an RA. So this is like, well, I'll say sophomore year. So this is during the summertime. I was a summer RA. Um, we went to a party. I won't say where. Just know that it was um, very hot. The level of heat changed when you went up the stairs. Mr. Smith, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So we ride out there. I had somebody's car, that one of my big brother's car. I drove it there, told me, uh, a couple people there. It was a good time. So we realized they had to get back for curfew because it was still one. But mind you, it was about like 12.45. But I didn't realize at the time, yeah, my big brother, whose car I had, um, yeah, he was a DJ of a set party. So I couldn't take the car to get everybody back. Or at least that I didn't think to ask to take the car. But I also had been drinking, so it was just not not the best idea because so, I didn't want to get out by five. So this is summertime. So we're we chilling. Me and my homeboy who I'm with, we got on our sneakers. We, we dress comfortably. We can get back there. The two young ladies we were with, they were not dressed correctly enough. They had on flip-flops. So, mind you, and if you're thinking distance-wise, the party was maybe about, we'll say maybe about two, two miles away from uh, from campus. Yeah. It seems longer than it actually was, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so that's, they, that's a solid way, two miles. So, we basically had to start walking back because if we're going to have any shot on being there on time, because even though I was an RA, I was going to get in trouble by Mr. Cullen if I was late because he had he always had a staff meeting 10 minutes before curfew for whatever reason. So we're trying to get back there. It hit about 1245. We realized we're not even passing the, um, what is the name of it? Like the little auditorium or like the 3D center, or like the space center? Oh, oh, um, Art and Space Museum. The Art and Space Museum. Now listen, that's probably maybe about a quarter mile, maybe a half a mile into our walk. So we literally had to pick up these two girls and we were going to get them back on time. And we were literally running with the girls. I think we got to the bridge. So we were maybe about a mile in. Had to run up a bridge with these young ladies on our back. We were going to get them back on campus. Get down the bridge. Had to run, hit actual campus and run across the campus and get them there because we were all staying in adjacent dorms. Dog, when I tell you we got there exactly at 11.58, Eight, I'm sorry, 1258. Dog. Me and oh boy sat in the hallway for like a good two hours just laughing about how much we're like, ain't no way in the world on God's green earth we made this back in time. That's just one of them. Uh Mr. Smith, you got one? Yeah. So my favorite one was um a party that I went to off campus my freshman year. Um Apparently, it was supposed to be a wet and wild pool party, but there was no pool and just whatever. Anywho, Um, Miss Smith, I'm I'm sorry to break it to you. They weren't talking about that wet and wild. So this is what we doing now. Wow. I guess this is what we doing now. I'm going to just leave that alone. <laughs> um, so anywho, of course, as Brother X said, you know, the, the curfew, you know, is you know, curfew's at one. And I, I, out of my friend's group in life, 
I am usually the one that pays more attention to time than everybody else. I'm more of like the, you know, my, my dad gave me a, um, a saying throughout life. When you, wherever you go, make sure you have three exits and make sure you keep track of everything. So as we were going to the party, I'm kind of timing to be like, okay, it takes about 10 minutes to get here. Okay. So it's going to take 10 minutes, blah, blah, whatever. So finally we're getting on the shuttle. It's like 1245. I'm like, fuck. We got, it's going to take us 10 minutes to get back. And then hopefully we, then we got to run wherever the shuttle stops us on campus. We then have to run to the dorm, but we we should be able to make it. Now, listeners, this van was probably a, what, eight, nine passenger van, you know, comfortably. There was at least 16 people in that van, easily. <laughs> like, people were lapping up. People were laying across people. Somebody was crunched down in the corner. It was a lot. So we're going down the highway. It's you know I'm looking at the clock and you know we're trying to make small talk because I have like one girl on one knee, one girl on another knee. My homeboy got a girl in his lap, and we're all just kind of like, so we're here. Like, how are you guys? How's your night? You know, just trying to make it easy. We get back to campus, and uh, listeners, we mentioned our our uh, um, our security guard Bullet. Bullet <laughs> is. The overnight, well, he was the overnight security guard for Hampton University. And he was the person that no matter what, if you did not have a decal, if you did not have anything that lets you get on campus regularly, he was not letting you in, regardless. So he gets the van. The van pulls up on the security tower. Bullet comes out and says, I'm not letting this van in. Everybody has to get out and show me your ID. Now, listen, I wish you'd bear in mind, it's 12.55 right now, or 12.56. We have four minutes to get all the way across campus. So when I tell you everybody is hopping out this van and we are like running in place, like we have to pee, trying to grab our IDs and stuff. Now me and my homeboy, my homeboy has run track before. I've done like the, I've done the hundred meter sprints before, but I also was like basketball, football, that stuff. So I have a little bit of speed on. So I'm showing my ID and I turn back to my homeboy and I'm like, all right. He's like, no, no, go on without me, go on without me. I'm like, but. You're going to be late. Like, it's 12.58 at this point. He said, just go. I'll catch up. I'm like, okay. So I start sprinting. And I'm sprinting. And for those listeners that are from Hampton, you're going to understand what I mean by this. I took a right as soon as you hit, uh, as soon as you get on campus, uh, between Turner and Armstrong. And then, <laughs> I, and, then I, and then I broke that corner around Turner. Listeners, I just hear footsteps behind me. I turn around, my homeboy done lapped my ass. <laughs> I was like, and I looked at him, I was like, and I, mind you, we're still, we did not break stride. We're still running. And I'm looking at him and he's like, I told you I ran track. Bring your ass. At this point, we see our dorm. It is 12.59. I look, now listen, I had that digital watch that gives you the seconds. It is 12.59 and 33 seconds. We have 27 seconds to get from our side in the door. When I tell you I ain't never thought the afterburners kick on my feet so fast, we hit the afterburners and ran. By the time we got to the door, it said 12.59 and 55 seconds. Whoever was the the um, the RA on the first floor, the GA, kicked the stake of the door so that the door could slowly close. Homeboy ran in. My other homeboy ran in. I dove through the door. Front rolled and kept going upstairs to the second floor. By the time I got to my RA, I'm out of breath. My RA is looking at me. He said, you went to that party off campus, didn't you? I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, "He said, good job. You made it. Go ahead and start it. <laughs> and 
to that, I will forever remember that as Brother X said, I went to my homeboy's room. I was uh, second floor south side. He was third north. I went to his room and we just cracked the hell up for like a solid 30 minutes. Like, did we really just make that run in three minutes across campus? Good times. Good times. I don't know if ours was that strict. Like, ours was supposed to be that strict. Mm-hmm. But no, so like, especially after my freshman year, uh-huh. I knew the person who worked the desk. Right. So it just didn't matter. Like forever, like we would sign in, but like mm, I think our I think ours was two. Oh, okay, they gave I, us I they gave us they gave us enough time for the club, but just just enough time because we had so for like ooh, this is a good story for us. We had a lot of uh, we were in downtown Raleigh, right? So they built a lot of clubs that mm. would just pop up randomly, right? And so we had like Alion, uh, that's the one I remember the most. Uh, we had a bunch that you could just walk to downtown. You didn't have, you didn't need no car. You just had to walk, just walk downtown. That McDonald's on the corner with no, but the only real thing was you had to, they locked the door. So you mm. had to walk all the way around or try to jump over the gate. So ours wasn't necessarily yet. We had to get the curfew and sign in. That part was bad. But our worst part was the gates were all locked and we had to jump over shit mm. to, to get back on campus, and that was for us. <laughs> so, and I didn't care. I was a good RA. Oh yeah, no, I I'm from RA, and I, and I, and I'll get into. We'll probably have like an RA story at some point, maybe in season three. But just know there's this one story I want to tell, and I'll finish on this. So I won't say their name, but Mister Smith, I know your nickname was Flash mm-hmm. at one point. But um, I I I had someone who 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 beat who beat who could beat you. And you probably I'm, know who I'm about. I I have an idea. I think I know who you're talking about. North, uh, North Carolina. Yes, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so this is my sophomore year. I'm with Sarge. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that name. I was Sarge, yep. and we'll call him Flash for this story. Mm-hmm. So we just been we we me and him are cool. This is like the fall after that summer story I told you about me being a summer RA. So we we cool people like like that. That's one of my homies. Like. Good time. So we go to the block party that freshman year because we're already on campus because we're RAs. Have a phenomenal time. Uh, Sarah drove us on drove us over there. We we're just riding this car so we didn't have to like walk across campus. So we're getting ready to leave. So instead of driving through campus because they blocked it off, we decide to go technically off campus but go to that one light before you get onto Sellers Landing. And if anybody who's been to Hampton knows that light, it is hella long. Yep. That little intersection. Because it's like it's a three-way. Yeah. It's like a T, yeah, T intersection. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. So we're waiting at the light, mind you. This is like their first day. And it's maybe like I think again, 1250. I don't know why we just keep waiting until like the last 10, 50 minutes, but it happens. So the light is taking forever. And we're stuck behind a couple of cars because normally you can only get two or three cars before the light turns red, and now you're waiting another five minutes. So we're chilling in there. Like, we know we'll probably just get in trouble. Get, I'll get in trouble for getting fussed out because I'm an RA in a freshman dorm. I'm supposed to be there. But we're trying to get flashback to the dorm. So what ends up happening is we're talking. We're like, me and Sarge like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it. All we do, all we hear is the door from the backseat closed. Closed. And all you hear is, 
We look out the window. Flash has taken off. He's at the furthest most point of the campus. Damn near near the highway. He takes out the car, hops the fence, sprints to the other end of the campus, near the um the waterfront, to Hartness Hall to get there before a curfew. And damn it, if that boy didn't make it there with two minutes to spare. You gotta love that 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 muster. Dog, that, that level of confidence and self-worth, like, I'm not going to go on early curfew. Because he knew that if he got early curfew, I was going to be 6 o'clock signing, 7 o'clock signing, 8 o'clock signing, 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. All the up until it was time for, for the end of the night. Dog, it was something fierce. They make you on Friday again and again and again. Well, that was only if you got early curfew. Yeah. Needless to say, many a times have been sprinted. Cats, literally, upperclassmen used to literally sit in the parking lot on campus with their lights on right in front of the, the freshman dorms when the freshmen had to run back when they were on curfew. Just be like, you got one minute, one minute to get back for curfew. You know, it's the little things that count. Oh, it was yeah. entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. This that, that was me. That that was definitely, I was one of them people in my Honda, my 95 Honda Accord, and I'm sitting in front of Harkness and James and Pierce, and I'm just watching White Air Forces sprint from the um from the not the computer center but the Armstrong Slater where the where the choir sings just watching them look like ants trying to migrate to the hole. It it's it's listeners. It is one of the funniest things. And and in our our if we do a part two, we'll talk more about this. But by far one of the best adrenaline rushes of my life, and one of the funniest things to watch is them sprint back to the dorm. Doug, if we do a part two. I'm going to have to tell a story about how um, Flash hopped the bushes and slid into the dorm. That's That was that was a funny story. There, there are some interesting stories that have happened trying to get back for curfew. Yeah. But, um, listeners, um, we didn't get to all the things I want to talk about, but I think you got a kind of good feel for like that first week and those first few weeks. It's always very entertaining, and I figured that you guys get a kick out of that. So um, you can always definitely t- – um, our transparent moment is just enjoy enjoy the moments, man. Enjoy being on campus for the first time. Don't always go home every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, learn to be a part of the campus environment. It'll make your camp, your college experience so much more enjoyable. So, did you have something? No, I was going to agree. Just because you might not like the school that you might have chosen. However, or not have any other choice. Right. Or, but take this time to enjoy being away. Try to stay. And if you want to do something... Be a part of the change. Be a part of the suggestion to do something fun for yourself. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you can always check us out on our social media at the TNT Pod123 on Twitter. You can check us out at Truth and Transparency Pod on Instagram. You can check us out on Truth and Transparency Pod on TikTok, the Truth and Transparency Podcast on Facebook. And you can always email us, even your stories. If you want us to share one of your stories, we'll make you anonymous. Just make sure you put all names you don't want heard. Just share those. Don't put the names. Just we'll make up names. And you can email us at truthandtransparencypod123 at gmail.com. So for Mrs. Smith, for the culture scientists, for myself, and for all of our listeners and supporters, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're getting close to the end of season two. We still got a few more things in, in in the chamber for you guys. But um, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is right now, the Mr. Smith is, Miss uh, the coach of scientists, and myself are forever grateful. And with that being said, guys, we'll take we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Holla.
Yes, enjoy.